Welcome to the Jesus 360 podcast, a devotional guide to the names and descriptions of Jesus given to us by the Apostle John in the book of Revelation. Brother Daniel and myself, Blair Phillips, will be co-hosting today's discussion on Jesus, the one who releases the great day of his wrath that no one can withstand. So we are in Revelation chapter 6, verse 16 and 17, but to put in context, it's really verse 12 through 17. And so verse 12 of chapter 6 it's what's called the sixth seal that we from the scroll that we've been talking about in the last couple of podcasts. And it reads, I looked when he opened the sixth seal, and behold, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became like blood, and the stars of heaven fell to the earth as a fig tree drops its late figs when it's shaken by a mighty wind. Then the sky receded as a scroll when it was rolled up, and every mountain and island was moved out of its place. And the kings of the earth, the great men, the rich men, and the commanders, the mighty men, and every slave and every free man hid themselves in the caves and the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountain and the rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath has come, and who is able to stand? Well, Daniel this is a heavy passage. Terrifying. About as heavy as it gets. No, in, it's terrifying. In, it specializes <laughs> in terrifying. Correct. There's a few more in the book of Revelation that cause you to tremble a little bit more. But this one specifically wants to make sure the whole world terrify. Correct. So what's happening and how can we see the beauty of Jesus as the one who has a great day of wrath that he releases that's actually related to his name of being the lamb as we see in verse 16. Well, no one likes anything that's terrifying. <laughs> but the reason why it's terrifying, at the same time where he is the most compelling, beautiful bridegroom, is because it depends on what we have done and which side we are in. If we have been in covenant relationship with Jesus and been filled by His Spirit and been redeemed by Him, then obviously we look forward to His coming because it's our wedding day. It's our day of the fullness of redemption where we're caught up in the air with Him and meet the Lord. Wherever He goes, we go. But for those who are against Him, the scripture talks about a time when the Antichrist actually convinced the world to gather around Jerusalem to lay siege of Jerusalem and these are the, the army of, who have aligned themselves with the Antichrist. And they have brutalized the saints. They have actually uh, martyred numerous uh, believers and the saints. And not only that, they also have been imprisoning so many believers and so many uh, Jews and, uh, and the people they consider that it's at odds with their value. So they, are, they have been committing gross injustice. And the worst thing is they're doing it in the name of righteousness and justice. They're committing gross injustice, great wickedness in the name of justice, in the name of uh, whatever they think is right to do. So... Jesus comes not only to receive his bride to himself, 
but He comes to settle the score with every weakness, to remove weakness from the earth. In other words, His love and justice demands Him to remove everything that stands in the, the way of His love. Removing everything that stands in the way of His love with zeal manifests in the form of wrath, manifests in the form of a uh, very firm and terrifying greatness. So the Old Testament prophet, like Prophet Joel and others, will call that uh, the great and terrible day of the Lord. And even Paul would say that, that the, the scripture declares in Romans 12 that when vengeance is mine, I shall repay. And that is in context with Paul encouraging the believers that don't take vengeance into your own hand. Do not repay evil for evil now. If someone treat you evil, repay them with good. Be a faithful witness of the Lord. So that even if your goodness that you extend to them do not lead them into repentance, there will be a fearful judgment awaits them on the great terrible day of the Lord. So in other words, the great equalizer at the second coming of Jesus is that justice will be served. But don't take matter into your hands now by acting out in vengeance towards those who have harmed you and done evil to you because... He is collecting all this injustice on the final day of the great wrath of the Lord where He will dispense it on the earth. You know, so we forgive, we release, we even ask the Lord to give us strength to love our enemy, but our enemy who, who continue in wickedness will face this dreadful day and a great day of the Lord. In fact, Paul again uh, if Paul is the author of Hebrew, many people say the author of Hebrew may be an unknown person. Uh, so uh, Hebrew 10.31 says that it is a fearful things to fall into the hand of the living God. In other words, Paul said, escape that. Avoid that by repenting now. Don't wait until that day because on that day you'll be crying out, mountain fall on us. We can't bear the justice that we're seeing is terrifying. Jesus, the justice of the Lamb, the justice of Jesus is terrifying on that day if we do not make right with God now by the blood of Jesus. Wow. So, would you share with us a little bit more about the wrath of the Lamb? I mean, we have some passages in Isaiah that would talk about the day of the vengeance of God. Is, is that what is happening here? Yeah, Isaiah 61. Jesus read the scroll of Isaiah in, in the synagogue of Nazareth. He stopped at to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, which means there's jubilee now. All those who want to, re, to repent. It's like, you know, some country when they want to collect some old taxes, some deferred taxes, or some people who have evaded taxes, and they say, hey, there's a period of reprieve. If anyone is willing to come out and pay all your... Uh, taxes that you owe, there will be amnesty. Now is a period of amnesty. No penalty. Just pay up all your taxes right now. Settle the score. When, when the amnesty is has ended, then if we catch you not paying your taxes, then you will face the full penalty of the law. So this is the proclaimed acceptable year of the Lord. The Jubilee is like this amnesty time where if you accept the Lord Jesus Christ through the gospel of Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God, 
There's great amnesty everywhere. But once the amnesty is closed, the great terrifying day of the Lord, the full measure of the justice and the wrath of God will come in. And the next phrase in Isaiah 61 verse 2, the second part is the day of vengeance of our God, which mm -hmm. Paul talks about. Vengeance is mine. The Lord speaking in Romans 12, vengeance is mine. And I shall surely, the assurance that God will actually serve justice and not skid over it, that is a very important assurance that the system of cosmic justice is in place. That, that, that the Lord is not going to show favoritism to anyone. Mm -hmm. that, that He's going to execute what is true righteousness and what is true justice. And so, because sometimes, you know, we, we see in some system there nepotism where, you know, I like this guy. He's related to me. So I'm going to give him a freebie. I'm not going to punish the person. What happens is you, we keep enabling people to do more harm mm -hmm. by not exercising justice. So it's like, like we're used to relating wrath with the lamb as he, re, he took the wrath of God upon himself at the cross. But now we're seeing him as a vessel or even owning the wrath of God Himself, is saying, releasing the wrath of God. Yeah, the, this is the wrath of the Lamb, which is be from His divine nature as the, as the living God. And so, those who come under His covenant, He took the wrath for. But those to whom did not reject it, reject the covenant, He is the vessel of releasing that. You said it so well. God. I need you to say it again. <laughs> In a, in a clearer way, because I'm terrified right now. So, he received the wrath of God for us on the cross as the Lamb. But now we see, for those who would come into covenant agreement with him, but now we see that he is the vessel of the wrath of God to those who do not in those come into covenant with him, those who reject the gospel. Actually, John chapter 3, verse 16, if you can turn to that, everybody knows, for God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son. Whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. But what is the next verse? The verse that immediately follow our favorite John 3.16 verse. And that's going to tell you exactly the consistency of the witness of the scripture regarding the nature of the Lamb. So from the New King James verse 17 of John chapter 3 says for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but that he would but that the world through him might be saved but 18 he who believes in him is not condemned but he who does not believe in him already is condemned because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God and so we see the condemnation already come to those who do not believe in Jesus so the moment we reject the opportunity for the amnesty through the covenant of the blood of Jesus. What awaits us is the fearful expectation of the wrath of the Lamb. Mm -hmm. So some people say that, you know, the Old Testament God is an angry God. The New Testament God is a shippy lamb that is very gentle, always forgiving, taking the wrath upon himself on the cross. We do the New Testament. We don't, do the old, we don't want to do the Old Testament because it's obsolete. It's all about judgment. Until we see the lamb, the same lamb that was slain, who took the wrath upon himself, and then, because of love and justice, dispense the wrath hmm. speedily. 
Well, that's New Testament. It's New Testament. Yes. And it's John 3, 16 to 18. Yeah. Which is the New Testament, the core of the New <laughs> Testament. The most Some people say, what is the New Testament message? From, from childhood, we all memorize John 3.16. We should j- memorize John 3.16 to 18, actually. Which is key because some people who are still new to the Bible or some who are not new still struggle with the book of Revelation. And so this verse that we're looking at in chapter 6, verse 16 through 17, some would say is not literal. Um, but you cannot say that about John 3.18. Yeah, John three eighteen is part of John three sixteen. Correct. It's it's the same it's sentence that's flowing. Words in red. Yeah, it's just one reality. So if Jesus is the one that is releasing the great day of his wrath, mm. then we are the the object of his mercy who has been you know there's a phrase that says we are not appointed to wrath. Yeah, indeed, we are not appointed to wrath. That's why uh, we have the mercy of Christ that that save us from this fearful expectation of the wrath of God. And when we study Revelation from chapter 15 onwards, uh, all the way to Revelation 19 about the seven bowls, we will know that the seven bowls complete the wrath of God, describe the day of His wrath. And so um, that doesn't conflict uh, with the that doesn't contradict with the fact that we need to go through the great tribulation, because the wrath of God is poured out after Jesus' return and after the tribulation. So I just want our audience to know that if Jesus is the one who released the great day of the wrath of God, then we are the one who is privileged and blessed in the blood of Jesus not appointed to that wrath. And then we ought, what then should we do? We ought to proclaim this good news of John 3, 16 to 18 mm-hmm. and Isaiah 61, verse 1 and 2, to the ends of the earth. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs to hear this. Amen. In Christ, we don't have to be appointed to wrath, Amen. to face that day of the wrath of God. In Christ alone, there's no name under heaven of which man can have salvation except for the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. So we want to thank you for joining us for this Jesus 360 podcast, and we invite you to join us next time as we continue on through the names and descriptions of Jesus in the book of Revelation. You satisfy my soul. You satisfy my soul. You satisfy